Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Good morning. Hello. How are you all this morning? Welcome to Sisterhood. I hope you are good. Welcome to the sunny coast where I am and it is beautiful and warm here today and it's blue skies and I am one seriously blessed girl to be living here and my name is Emma Cook and if you don't know me that's okay because I just get to tell you a little bit about myself right now. I am a mum of two small children. I have a five-year-old and a very gorgeous one-year-old baby girl And we got here on the sunny coast in December last year to help build um, the brand new campus that's here in the south of sunny coast. So it is so good to be with you this morning. I hope you're well. I hope you got the time difference change from wherever you are. Like if you're in New South Wales, then there's no difference for you or Melbourne or Tassie. But for the rest of us, well done for getting the memo on the new time with daylight savings affecting some of the country. Um, But I hope you're well and it is so good to be with you. And I'm loving seeing all of the girls join and so many names that I know love you so very much. We're going to have a fun morning together, hopefully. And I don't know if you just saw the bloopers that Color Sisterhood Instagram just posted, but let's really pray that I don't get added to that blooper reel, uh, even though that was so much fun to watch. I was telling the girls here that I have started praying for my internet and surely that is a 2020 thing. The year 2020 when we prayed for our internet. There you go, that's unique for this year, isn't it? So anyway, I've been praying for my internet that it would be seamless for you this morning. And so far, so good, because I can see you jumping on and I can see you commenting and it is so good to be with you. So I wanna give a shout out to all of the Australia locations and into Bali this morning, as Bobby always reminds us that this is the page of our local sisterhood. This is what the local sisterhood in Australia and Bali looks like in this season. And if you are joining in from anywhere else around the globe, then welcome to you as well. You're always welcome. But this is predominantly for our Aussie and Bali girls. And um, I was thinking about the country this morning. While people jump on, let me uh, entertain you, not entertain you, but you know what I mean, like inform you with this. How's this? Because we're so many locations now where Darwin where spring has sprung with humidity and that's what it looks like in Darwin at the moment and you know it's spring and build up in Darwin because they start selling the most amazing mangoes from the side of the road and we were very blessed to do four years there and 
big love to all the Darwin girls, adore you. Um, and then Queensland, obviously, it is 9 a.m. where we are and it is paradise here. It's the paradise where we also have the most extraordinary magpies that attack you in spring and um, they just are ruthless. And if you are tuning in from overseas and you have no idea what a magpie is, then it is this little black and white bird that in nesting season will ruthlessly attack you. And if they get you, I mean, they're drawing blood. They are vicious, they are hectic. And I saw my postman the other day uh, driving one-handed with his motorbike and he had a package above his head, like waving at him. I was just, I had a real good laugh because I was like, yeah, summer is coming in Queensland because the magpies get vicious. And New South Wales, I can tell it's warming up there in Newey and Sydney and Wollongong. So big shout out to all you girls. And Victoria, we love you so much. And we are celebrating with you that things are moving in the right direction in Victoria. So we're celebrating with you. Big love to Nicola and all the girls. And then I was chatting with Rose Medwin earlier in this week down in Tasmania, and I had to laugh. I laughed so hard because I was like, how is it down there, Rose, in spring? What is spring like for you? She said, oh, Emma, it's amazing. The snow is melting. And I was like, oh, wow, reality check. So different to where I am. They have moved from puffer jackets to puffer vests. And so we're really excited for you that you're in spring and summer is coming. And then, of course, our Perth girls, big shout out to you. And so excited that you guys got to do In the Flesh Church on Sunday. So very cool and so excited for you guys. And, of course, Bali. Like it's 7 a.m. there right now, but gosh, we love you and we love that you're part of our family and I miss Bali with all my heart. Is anybody with me? We used to go to Bali a couple of times a year because when you live in Darwin, Bali is really close. And so we would get the blessing of going a couple of times a year and I miss that place with all my heart. So big shout out and love to England and all the girls up there. But I am so grateful for this morning. And when Bobby texted me and, you know, just said, Em, um, like what's on your heart? Um, first of all, I was just so blown away that Bobby, Bobby would entrust this to me. Um, and then I thought, how amazing. I'm so grateful because it's been 21 years of the sisterhood shaping my life. Um, and I have had the privilege of every Thursday morning for literally 21 years of sitting in this environment and listening to Bobby's teaching and who she entrusts the platform to. And it has literally shaped my life and continues to shape my life. And so we adore her, don't we? And I'm so eternally grateful for her and, um, and that she is pushing ahead with this in this season because I know I need it. Do you girls need it? I know I literally do. I love this touch base every Thursday morning. And she said to me, yeah, she's like, what's on your heart, Em? And I instantly had something come to mind because the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about lots of stuff re recently that's been foundational, like basic 101 stuff all over again. 
And I don't know if 2020 has been like that for you, where in the middle of lots of the craziness, it's almost like God has taken me back to the basics. And so I want to just um, share with you this morning something that's on my heart that God's been talking to me about in my personal life. And it is very foundational and we most of us have probably heard it once before if not lots of times but i feel like in this season our thought life this thing up here and all of the thoughts that run around in it day to day and uh every moment of the day is more critical than ever and it has been maybe harder than ever in the year 2020 to be disciplined with my thoughts and to arrest my thoughts and reshape my thoughts. And so God's been talking to me a lot about my thought life. Um, you know, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as a man or as a woman thinks in her heart, so is she, so is he. As we think in our heart, then so are we. You know, it's like, we are what we eat and we know that right we are what we eat well it's the same as as we think in our heart so we become so are we and i've got to share this with you and i hope you can relate to it and see the funny side of it but i had this full-on like holy spirit talking to me clearly moment the other day and it was in a bit of an unusual place it was actually in a spin class at my gym. Now, before you think I'm really fit and athlete, let me um, just um, like explain to you what's going on. I am in week five of a 12 week health challenge. Now, I just feel like I made myself accountable to all of you that have joined. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. No, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. But I'm in week five, okay, because I need to shake off and arrest the ISO body, the ISO heart rate, the ISO habits that have set in. Do I get an amen? Do I get a, yeah, you hearing me? Anybody else? Yeah, so I noticed myself puffing running after my five-year-old the other day, and I was like, Okay, Em, that's it. We're doing a health challenge and you are doing this. So I'm in week five and I'm sitting in a spin class at my gym the other day. If you don't know what a spin class is, they're special. They are bikes in a room with a trainer on her bike, her bicycle up the front on a stage. And she psychs you with interval training to loud dance music and it works they are really really hardcore if you've ever done a spin class and um feel free to comment on that i'll just put a bicycle in the in the chat if you know them you have a love-hate relationship with you i do them because i need exercise to be kind on my knees these days instead of running but man they work you anyway my my trainer's name is joey and she starts telling me towards the end of the class, I mean, I am beetroot, red-faced at the end, and I'm like gasping for my water. And she says to me, girls, I'm gonna have a vulnerable moment with you. I'm gonna tell you that I just woke up 
so cranky this morning for no apparent reason. I just woke up cranky, I was frustrated at the fridge, I was frustrated at no food in the cupboard, and I just found myself out of kink. And I thought, how funny is it that 2020 so badly wants to have that effect on all of us? And she said, I just knew I had to just show up at this class. I had no choice, I had to show up. And you know what, after doing exercise with you girls, I feel so different. And right in that moment, I am like hearing the Holy Spirit speak so clearly to me, like so clearly like he was on the bike next to me going, Emma, your thoughts are just the same as training your body. You have to arrest them. You've got to recognize them where you're at recognize the thoughts you're dwelling on and then I want you to feed them with the right things I want you to feed them with the wrong right things and I want you to disciple them not disciple them discipline them probably disciple them as well but discipline them and train them Emma your thought life is just the same and then I found this amazing verse let me read it to you it's Romans 14 11 says this in the Passion Translation. It says, it's a strategic hour in human history. It is, it is time to wake up. Let me read it again. Romans 14, 11. It is a strategic hour in human history. It is time to wake up. And I so clearly felt the Spirit of God talking to me at that moment about what I needed to do afresh in my thought life. I absolutely adored Bobby's message at Sisterhood United. Um, I know so many of you would have also. And if you haven't seen that message, I can't encourage you enough to go look it up and, um, and watch it. Actually, the Colour Sisterhood Instagram account you're on right now, after our time together this morning, you can go into the stories. And there is a blog about Fight Club, Sisterhood Fight Club, which we're going to talk about a bit in later. But within that blog is a link to watch Sisterhood United um, message. And it was so stunning. And she titled it Still Smiling. And I love that thought of that. Like she has said, this season doesn't need to unravel us. And we can be still smiling girls, no matter our circumstances. And I feel like why I wanted to bring this to you this morning and talk about this with you is because our thought life is so foundational to that smile. You know, to that authentic smile that we bring, that is Jesus on the inside of us, it starts with our thoughts. And so this might be a little one on 101 for you this morning, but I feel like it never grows old, this thought. It never grows old. And so I want to say that if you are feeling discouragement at all this morning for whatever reason maybe you're like my trainer who just woke up for no apparent reason you just feel like you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and emotions are trying to rule your uh, rule your morning or maybe it's because stuff is going down like Bobby talked about at Sisterhood United 
we all have mess that we deal with in life and maybe discouragement has set in to your thoughts and into your emotions or maybe condemnation is getting at you this morning. I don't know where you're at, but I know that when I get like that, I have to stop and think about what I'm thinking on. And I have to evaluate my thoughts. What are you dwelling on, Emma? And that's the first thing is that we've got to recognize it, hey. Just like I have recognized my ISO body and my ISO fitness level, I have to recognize where my thoughts are at. I have to think about what I'm thinking about. I've got to think about it and be like, Emma, what are you chewing on right now? I gotta stop and meditate and ask, why are these emotions going on in me right now? Holy Spirit, like what, what is it that is causing me to feel the way I'm feeling? And nine times out of 10 for me, it's what my thoughts are dwelling on. You know, sometimes I uh, can stop and think and not even really know, like what? What is going on with me at the moment? I don't know about you if you're like this. I think a lot of females are, but no generalizations, but I am a verbal processor. I don't know if you're like that. It's like my poor husband, I have to unpack everything. I'm a verbal processor because I work out where I'm at as I talk about it. And uh, yeah, I don't do all of that with Jared, which he's really pleased about. He's actually an incredible man, but I, you know what? I've had this like new fresh arrest moment with me lately about vulnerability and vulnerability to unpack with a girl who is going to spit Jesus words back at us. You know, I think we have to get better at vulnerability. I was reading Brene Brown's book, Afresh, the other day, both Dare to Lead and Daring Greatly. She talks about how most of the Western world, our problem is not oversharing. For most of us, it is suppressing feelings and not being courageous enough to be vulnerable. And can I encourage you, you know, if you are unsure like of what's really going on on the inside of your head or inside of your emotions, that you would find a God girl or that you would find someone who's gonna encourage you with the word of God, who's gonna point you to Jesus, like those sunflowers right at the beginning of sisterhood at this beginning of the year when Bobby brought that, that we'd all have faces towards the sun. That if you'd find a girl that you could be real with and that would encourage you and point you to Jesus, vulnerability is such a beautiful thing that sometimes helps us unpack our thoughts and recognize the thoughts that we are dwelling on. Because girls, we are better together, amen? We actually really need each other. And so I wanna encourage you to do that. But you know, recognize is the first thing. But the next thing is we gotta feed our thoughts with the right thing. And I don't wanna spend lots of time on this because I feel like Bobby really beautifully unpacked it at Sisterhood United. But she talked about um, the word. And she said this line that like literally grabbed my heart. And maybe it's because I'm in this health challenge where I'm thinking all about fitness. But she said this one line. She said, girls, would we race to the throne room? Would we race to the throne? And 
She said, we're not competitive. We're not. I actually love that this environment of the sisterhood is so the opposite. We beautifully cheer each other on. We're not competitive, but maybe we should race to the throne room and be wrapped in the wraparound presence of our God. And I have, you know, when she said that that night, it put a new spring in my step for my 5.30 a.m. alarm. Like, if I am so real with you girls right now, can I be real with you? It's just, it's just us, hey, it's not anybody globally anywhere popping on, it's just us. But um, if I'm gonna be really real with you, like I have so many nights where my one-year-old is up multiple times within the night. And then if it's not my one-year-old, it's my five-year-old climbing into our bed and kicking me in the back in the middle of the night. Like any mums out there with little kids, are you hearing me? It is so real, hey. And I can so let my tiredness overtake um, the priorities of me being early in the word. But then I hit a moment in this crazy 2020 year. I hit a moment of going, you know what? It's actually so essential. It doesn't matter how tired I might be. And yet God so even cares about that. But I cannot let a moment go uh, a day go by without me being in the word. It has become so essential to me. We've got to feed it. Because remember, as we think, so we are. And so we've got to have that scripture in us. I know I do. I've got to have that scripture in me to just set my mind right for the day and to have a different viewpoint. We've got to feed our minds with the word of God. Um, Romans 15, 4 says this, whatever was written before is meant to instruct us in how to live. Okay, so it's talking about the word of God, right? It's talking about the word of God. Let's hear it again. Whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us on how to live. Then listen to this. The scriptures impart to us, the scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we live in hope and endure all things. How amazing is that? Like this book was written for us so that we could read it today in 2020 and be encouraged, get encouragement and inspiration so that we have hope and can endure all things. Like that verse for me, I was like, like, I have read the Bible most of my life. Thank God for that. But it's like, I, if there was any big why I needed for getting up early and getting into the word right now, I mean, that scripture just tells me so that I would be encouraged and be inspired and receive hope to endure all things. I want to talk about encouragement for just one sec if I can and then really soon I'm going to dial in a um, beautiful friend of mine, Michelle Andrew. Um, encouragement. It's actually, I, I get really passionate about it and I think I've really intentionally, intentionally sought after to be an encourager. I've had lots of encouraging people around me and leadership and it has inspired me because I've seen the change it can have in a person's life. 
And I really think we should practice encouragement. We should practice encouragement. Reading the Bible is practicing encouragement. <laughs> we encourage our spirits and our souls when we read scripture. You should look in the mirror or tell yourself and self-talk yourself every morning of who you are called to be and who God says you are. It should start with us, let alone the fact that we've got this ability to encourage others, like life-giving words on our lips. So we should practice encouragement. But then um, I read this first right at the beginning of COVID. And I want to tell you a little story about our beautiful healthcare heroes that are in our church. Proverbs 16 verse 24 in the Passion Translation says this, nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. So nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. I love that because encouragement is actually so easy for us to do both to encourage ourselves, but also to encourage others. And it, like, it's so easy. Like we have this ability in our mouths to speak words that create that both in our own heart and in others. Like that is wild to me. Why would, if we have a real revelation of encouragement, why would we not be like crazy excessive about encouragement, right? So right at the beginning of COVID, um, like late March, early April, I, I rang a beautiful girl in our campus called Ebony, and she is a senior nurse in uh, our hospital here. And, um, and I just rang her because, you know, all over the news was, um, you know, that this is really like our hospitals are preparing and they were talking about worst case, worst case scenario and they kept talking about the healthcare workers and what the hospitals were doing. I was like, I'm, I'm going to give Ebony a phone and see if she's okay. And so I did. I was like, Eb, she's like, Emma, it's really full on and it's been full on for weeks. And I was like, can you unpack for me? Like, why is it full on? I, she's a dear enough friend that I could ask that. I didn't feel like I had to know. So I was like, Ebs, why is it full on? And she said this that struck me in my heart. She said, you know what? Most of the country right now most of the globe has job insecurity. But Emma, we face health insecurity every day we go to work. And at that moment, like I, it arrested me. I realized what these guys were sacrificing by going into their workplace every day to handle a pandemic for me. So that my, me and my family could stay at home and be safe. They would go into work and be potentially uh, you know, catching COVID so that I could stay home and be safe. And it hit me. And I said to her, Eb, would it help you? I don't want to add another thing into your world, but would it help you if, if I found out all the healthcare workers in our campus? And what if we just created a WhatsApp chat? And what if I just sent scripture every day to encourage you? And what if we just encouraged one another? Do you think that would help? You know, I'm sure she wouldn't mind me telling you this, but she instantly burst into tears and said, Emma, that would mean the world. And it was that simple, creating a WhatsApp chat, 
to send scripture to each other. And then we would Zoom once a week. Well, we ended up rolling that out across every campus and into Bali uh, across Australia uh, this year. And I, we are so crazy privileged to be cheering on and encouraging almost 7,000 healthcare heroes across our church right now in Australia and Bali. And so I wanna say like encouragement is so easy, but it means the world to the other heart, to the other spirit that we would form in our heart, encouragement, release words from our mouth and from our heart into another soul. And you've got no idea when the Holy Spirit breathes on that and jumps on the back of that, what that can do to another human life. And so maybe if you're thinking about one of our healthcare heroes today, you should text them or phone them and encourage them. If you're listening today, I wanna say that we love you and that it, this isn't over. We haven't forgotten about you. We're still praying for you and cheering you on and we're so grateful for you. Encouragement, it means the world. And we've gotta sometimes train our minds and train our thoughts to be on God's truth. You know, a positive mind creates a positive life. And just the same, a negative mind creates a negative life. But girls, aren't we? Like we are girls that are still smiling, <laughs> like Bobby exhorted us. We are girls that are still smiling. And so I reckon we should go on a train, uh, a training and dis a discipline course for our minds in this next season. And, um, and and, and let's go to the next mile, like with where God's calling us, because this is a historic, strategic moment in human history, in Jesus' name. And it's time to wake up, hey, and it's time to take our thoughts to a whole nother level in Jesus' name. And so I'm going to call in my friend, Michelle, because I'm really excited to chat with her because she has got a beautiful thought there she is right at the top. She joined straight away, Michelle Andrew Kim, uh, the campus passes of our Brisbane downtown campus. And so she's gonna, it says connecting. Hello. We did it. <laughs> I think so, are we on? <laughs> you look gorgeous and it's so good to see you. And I'm, I'm so excited that we got to talk about this topic because, well, I love and adore you and I always have, but like we have just been having the Holy Spirit talk to us so similar on this topic. And so I am so pumped you're here today because you shared an incredible thought with our Queensland campus pastors, maybe only a couple of weeks ago, was it? Yeah. And so I wondered if we could start there and you share what you shared with us that day. 100%. And Em, can I just say what you just shared this morning? I forgot I was even on. I was so enthralled with what you were saying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to be prepared for this. But you are, you, you do what you just spoke. You are such an encourager. I love you. I've loved preparing this for, like, with you because everyone who knows you loves you. And I know Bobby would say that about you if she was hosting this. Everyone who knows you loves you. But yes, I won't waste any more time. Um, as you said, you just asked me to share a thought. And like you, it's what God's been saying to me in the last month or so, I suppose. And funnily enough, very similar track and um, health as well. All about it started with that for paint the picture a little bit. My husband and I decided end of last year we were going to run a marathon. 
Now, we are not runners. We weren't runners. We, I've never run a 5K race, 10K race. The marathon was my very first race. And um, I had to learn a lot, obviously, because we went and did it in New Zealand and did it off-road. We thought, why not go all out? Anyway, we've started training again now. I don't know why. Maybe we're the memories far enough away that we've started training again. But um, I was packing my backpack the other day for like with water in it as you do. And I was trying to figure out how much water to pack because I don't want to fill it up if I don't want to carry that. Right. And right. so I was umming and ahhing, how much water should I carry for the, the length of the run? And I just felt like you were talking about before, just this Holy Spirit drop in my mind. And it was like, God said, what are you carrying through life? What are you carrying in life, Michelle, that maybe isn't necessary, like that extra weight in your backpack when you run you know running's hard enough let alone adding extra weight it hurts right it hurts even more and so I just started thinking about it and it took me to Hebrews 12 and I love that you just talked about encouragement actually because Hebrews 12 1 and I hope this encourages some women today and I'm literally just tagging on the back of what you've already said Em but it said as for us we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds and now I didn't think about that before, but when you just spoke about encouragement, I want to encourage women today. We actually have an army of witnesses who've gone before us, who've run the race well, who got that, you know, got to heaven and got that well done, good and faithful servant. And they're actually encircling us, cheering us on, right? Just a random thought that came just then. But it goes on to say, so we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then then we'll be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out before us. And I felt God say to me when I read those verses, what are you carrying that's hindering you? What are, what are the wounds? What are the sins? What are the things that are just tripping you up? You're trying to run and you just keep stumbling. And, you know, you said it already to some of the women, maybe it's disappointment. Like, let's be honest, when we set out for 2020, none of us thought it would look like it it is right and we've made the best of it i think a lot of us have but we might be disappointed that our news resolutions look very different to what we set out to achieve maybe it's that we're carrying hurts that we need to let go of as hard as that is and maybe it's really ultimate betrayal and that's you know it's legitimate pain but god's saying he's so clearly let go of it let go of it and can i be vulnerable with all the women that for me what God was highlighting to me there was this need to people please. And I've known I'm a people pleaser and people pleaser and pastor together is a little bit of a recipe for burnout to be brutally honest. And so <laughs> I've learned to just have to, I can't please everyone. And the only person I need to actually please is God. And I don't want to sound cliche, but we're called to love and serve people, but not please them. We can't please everybody. We never will. So anyway, when I read down to verse two, and I loved this thought, it said, we look away from the natural realm and fasten our gaze onto Jesus. Now, when we talk about getting our thoughts, how much do we need to stop looking at all the issues in life, right? This year is heavy. The things that are going on in our world is heavy. If we fix our eyes on the natural, we're going to sink. We're going to be buried. We're going to become it's going to be a weight too heavy to carry. But when we fix our eyes on Jesus, things change. Things change. And I just want to really quickly 
read to you because one of the sisterhoods, I cannot remember who said it, but it really caught my attention and it was find a verse for the season. Find a verse for the season. What is your verse? And I was like, I don't have one. I'm going to find one. So I found one. And M, it is the most stunning scripture. And it, for me, it just keeps it, just keeps my mind on track. And it's from Psalm 32, 8 to 9. And I absolutely adore it. And it says this. And I actually want to prophesy this over some women who are listening today, if you don't mind. Come on. I really, when I read it, it says, it starts with, I hear the Lord saying, and this is a word for some women there. It says, I will stay close to you. Some of you feel like God has deserted you in this season. Some of you are making statements like, I can't hear him. He's not saying anything. Where is he? And he's saying in his word, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. You know, when I run, we, we go off trails. We don't do road running. We do tracks and stuff. And I am the worst at directions. So I never run alone because I will be lost in the bush and need airlifting out, right? That's, that's my reality. But when I run with my husband, he will just dart off into the bush on things that don't look like tracks, to be brutally honest. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes we're just paving our own way. But I run fearlessly. I run with peace knowing that he knows. And I just fix my eyes on him. And it gave me that picture of when we fix our eyes on Jesus, He's saying his eyes will be our guide. And Emma, I don't think there's any safer place to be than allowing God to be our guide and us just running behind him. But here's what it says to us women. Be warned. It says, don't make it difficult and don't be stubborn when I take you where you've never been before. Can I have a shout out for all my stubborn sisterhood girls? <laughs> my husband calls me determined. He likes to try and give it a positive spin. But I'm stubborn, right? And God's saying, don't be stubborn when I take you where you've never been before. Hello, 2020. But you know, what I want to say is 2021, will be, he'll be taking us where we've never been before. Same with 2022. He's paving new ground. He's taking us constantly into new territory. And then it says, don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. And that just, his heart just touched mine when I read that. He's like, I just need you as my daughter to just come with me. Don't be stuck carrying all the stuff, all the thoughts, all the fears that you shouldn't be carrying. Let them go. Fix your eyes on me and just run and just come with me. It's safe. And then I had this further revelation and I'll finish with this, M. When we did our marathon, we obviously, we were running through creeks. We were running through icy water. We couldn't carry extra shoes or socks or change of clothes, obviously. But there was a mandatory gear list and we couldn't do the marathon without that to check it in. And it was for our safety and it was um, critical. It was mandatory. You couldn't do the race without it. And in life, I just want to say to girls, we have a mandatory gear list and it's found in Ephesians 6 and it's the armor of God. And it's exactly what you mentioned before, M. It's the word of God. If we don't have the truth within us, we won't be able to spot the lies that try to take real estate of our minds. But when we're full of the truth and we know the truth, then and we go out fully armed, we're not as vulnerable, right? And I just feel like to girls, don't go home, don't leave home without it. Put on that armor every day. Know the word of God. 
and um, let it be a deep well within you. I think the beauty of Bobby, who is an ama our amazing senior pastor, is that every time she speaks, lives are changed because she's so full of the word of God. She just spits truth every time she speaks and it's anointed. And so let's be women like that, hey? So good. So good. Absolutely. I love that when you shared that, that, that thought for the first time with the Queensland pastors. And you're like, even how Hebrews talks about this race that is before us, like there is certain stuff we've got to carry, but not carry the wrong things. Hey, it's like you've got to shake off the things that we're not meant to carry. And I love how you talked about like your vulnerability, your battlefield. Like for me, my battlefield can be, um, yours might be people pleaser. And I've definitely got that some of that that I battle in me. But my thing can be that I will just chew on thoughts for too long on that, um, you know, like I'm in this alone and that uh, I'm... Um, trying to do it all on my own and which is complete lies right and when you replace that with the word of god that says i will not forsake you and i will not uh, leave you and you replace that it's like you've got to cast off those lies and replace it with truth hey but i loved that you talked about there are seeing some things that we've got to carry and even though we know about the armor of god how much do you intentionally just have to put on the right things and get our heads in the right place and for me sometimes I have to literally say out aloud Emma stop like stop Emma stop chewing on that negative thought or that thought I want to replay or that conversation or how I wish I'd done something and and sometimes I will catch myself out aloud just going Emma stop like stop it what does the word of God say about this? Do you ever do that? Oh, all the time. I think the other day Tim came in and said, who are you talking to? I'm like, just me. I'm just giving myself a pep talk, babe. And it worked. I said, I'm like, I am one decision away, babe, from being X, Y, and Z. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I am encouraging my spirit. Paul, like the Bible says to do it all the time, right? We have to speak. We have to speak that into ourselves. I love so. it. I love it. And another thing that you and me talked about is something we've got to intentionally put on in this season is prayer. And, and um, I love how we're in fight club month and I, I, gosh, I wonder how many years ago we started or Bobby started midday baby midday when she first put it out to us on when to pray. And you saw a really cool Instagram last night. Do you want to share that? I can't. It's on my phone. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm not very tech savvy, so I haven't got everything going. But it was, um, it was a, just a thing that says, you know, anxious, pray, worried, pray, overwhelmed, pray. And it just listed all of these mindsets we have. And then the response to that was pray. And at the bottom, this within the um, comment that went with the Instagram post, it said, turn your worries into prayer alarms. Right, talking about midday, turn your worries into prayer alarms. Imagine if we became a sisterhood that when we started to worry, that was an alarm for us to pray. And pray against that fear, pray against that overwhelmed feeling, pray against that depression, pray against that anxiety. Because the enemy, he sometimes knows the plans for our lives better than we do. And that's why he comes at us, right? 
And if we're, if we're on it and we can pray against his attacks and use the word, like the scripture, the way it's intended to, and just pierce those lies with truth. Can you imagine, Em, like the freedom all these women who are listening in could have with something yeah. with that relation? So I loved it. I just read it and I thought, ah, oh, yes, it's for Emma. How good is that? So I shot it off it, to you. It was, it was so good because we were talking about prayer and it's one of those things that may, at times we've got to intentionally put on. Like you were talking about what you need in your backpack to run this race really well. And I know I'm really hungry to um, go to into another level of prayer that I haven't really experienced yet in life. I've always been taught to pray and I've always loved prayer, but I feel like back at that scripture I read at the beginning of it is a strategic hour in human history that I actually reckon our moment right now is like to step up when it comes to prayer. And sometimes we don't even know what to pray. Hey, and sometimes in those moments, I just find myself praying in the spirit because it's like the spirit of God knows, but I reckon we got to put that on. Hey, and, and intentionally change that into prayer alarms. Like you said, I love that. I love it too. And I, I just think it's, you can't go without it, right? If prayer isn't just part of your everyday, then it needs to be. It's got to be that conversing with God. I don't know. I couldn't live without it. I could not live without his, his, this constant dialogue between me and God. But I love what you just said about learning to pray so intentionally. And I think when we fix our eyes and gaze on Jesus, he prompts us with what to pray. And he puts that within us. And he gives us that fight that you're talking about when we talk about fight club. It's not about being aggressive in any way but it's about fighting smart and i think that's what god's really doing within a lot of his girls at the moment is come on if you fight smart and you use the tools i've given you and you stay close to me oh i will bring you out of this so strong and that's what excites me that there's this i had a girl text me a girlfriend text me that other day the other day sorry and she just said michelle I think we're called to dig deeper in this season. And I'm just, we've just started a Bible study together. And she says, I'm just so passionate about getting back into my word and really digging deep. And I think that's what God is doing in this season. He's taking us back to the basics of the word and prayer and learning how to wield it well. And it's exciting. And I love hearing you speak about it because that's what you are, Em. You are this, you just, you are, you're just this warrior, this prayer warrior. And I know you, you know, can go better, but. You're amazing. I love, I love why it's called Fight Club because Bobby always says, hey, that prayer does the heavy lifting. And, um, and I'm conscious of the time, but I actually yeah. really feel like um, I, I would love you to really quickly share that testimony of what happened to you 12 years ago when it comes to your thoughts and we're talking about prayer. And, you know, it's called Fight Club because the enemy would love to get into our thoughts because it robs life, right? And Jesus came to give us abundant life and he wants to rob it. And so sometimes when we sit in those negative thoughts and just chew on them and replay them and, you know, just have a little swim with them for a while. I don't know why I thought of that analogy, but um, when we just play with them for too long, they actually grow into strongholds. And that's why it's called Fight Club because I feel like it's our we're having wake up moments of this is not what God has called us to. He's called us to so much more and life and life abundant. So would you just share what happened for you 12 years ago? 
Sure. I'll keep it quick. Um, but just again, for context, 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with anxiety and it was, I was put on a healthcare plan around that, but it was three weeks after the diagnosis. So I was in a bad state and we went down to Evans Head where I go every Christmas. So shout out to all our New South Wales girls. Um, love, I am a New South Wales girl at heart. I'm born in Gosford, raised in Dubbo. That is me. But I was down in Evans trying to get a little bit of, you know, normalcy back in that season. And I felt the Holy Spirit wake me up one morning and I, at that point, couldn't do anything on my own. Tim would have to take me to the bathroom, to be really honest with you. Um, but I felt God prompting me to go to the beach really early in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can. And, but I did. And I got down to the path that leads to the beach. And, um, you know, it's overgrown. And I, I um, remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me again and saying, here i think you're coming okay. back anyway i got to the um beach path am i back i think so yes yes you are back <laughs> anyway sorry pray for the internet anyway i got to the beach and i felt the holy spirit say to me Michelle walked down the path without thinking about the snakes. And I thought it was really odd, but I did what I was asked. And I got into the, sat on the dunes when I got to the other side of the path. And it was like you said, he, it felt like he was sitting right next to me. And I felt God say to me, um, Michelle, that's one small fear that you've let rule your life. And I want to work through all the small fears. And then I want to work through all the big fears because you cannot fulfill the purpose I have for you if you stay this way. And speaking about what you're speaking about, it was the first time the light bulb went on for me at 24, 25 years old of the power of my thoughts and how I, my thoughts had allowed me to get to such a state. And it then showed me the power of God when I surrendered them to him. And he was telling me in that moment, Michelle, I don't, this isn't my plan for you. That if you surrender your thoughts, if you learn to capture those and you learn to align those, and I'm going to work through every fear you have and you're gonna come out and fulfill the purpose I have for you. I know I wouldn't be doing what I do today had I stayed the way I was. And it showed me the graciousness of God. And it took time and it took digging deep and it was a journey. But he was so faithful when I gave my thoughts over to him and I, I allowed myself to dwell on them and think about them and actually arrest them. And it took hard work, it took counseling, it took medication, but it he freed me. and. I now have the tools now knowing to really quickly snap my thoughts in place. But it was exactly like what you were saying. God does not want us girls to be stuck in a negative way of thinking or a thought process that's not aligned with him because it will, like that scripture in Hebrews 12, it'll take us out of the race. It'll trip us up. And all he wants for his girls is that we would run the race well and fulfill the unique purpose and the path he's paved out before each one of us and it's beautiful and it's rich and it will take hard grit and fight but it will be so worth it so that's my testimony of that one em but so changed my life and so good and you know i just thought of look at you smiling look at you smiling now and 
And you also said little by little. And I think that is such a key too. It's, it's little by little arresting thoughts. It's little by little being in the word each day. Um, I even feel to just encourage every girl that's joined us, like you're here and commend you. I just said at the beginning, 21 years, um, I've sat in this and by the grace of God, I will for the next 20, 30 years as well, because it's like you build upon it. But his word never fails hey and the truth sets us free so um uh that was so good thank you for sharing that would you um would you pray for them all because i actually we really believed didn't we that um we strongly felt for whatever reason like this was what we wanted needed to share this morning because the holy spirit was gonna do something in minds i know it has in mind uh, afresh this morning so would you pray for them i'd love to i'd love to come on Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you are with every one of your beautiful daughters. Lord, that you are never far from the brokenhearted. It says in your word, you are close to them. And just as I read in Psalm 32, that you just say, I am close to you. So this morning, Lord, I pray that revelation would hit girls right in the heart, in their minds, Father. We just ask that you would begin now renewing minds, renewing mindsets, taking away those fears and uncertainties, Lord God, that you would start to speak your truth into women this morning. I pray that you would unlock potential and purpose. Father, that where there is fear of the unknown, God, that you would speak truth and hope into the future. We thank you that you are going before every one of us into the end of this year and into the new year. Lord God, that none of this is unexpected to you and we can trust in that. Help us to fix our eyes, fix our thoughts and fix our spirits on what you are doing in our midst, Lord. We pray this amazing favour and grace of every woman who is listening in today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So good. Fight Club Month, we have got this. And I don't know about you, but I am going to, well, I actually put Midday Baby Midday afresh on my phone. If there's any girls that are brand new onto the page, 12 noon, we set our alarms and we stop wherever we are and we pray for a moment. We maybe just need to pray into your situation. And like Michelle said, cast off fear and replace it with faith. Maybe there is a need in our community or in our world right now that is uh, heavy on your heart and you need to cast off the heaviness and just pray into it because it does the heavy lifting. So I'm going to set midday baby midday afresh on my phone. And after this, I think we all should too. Hey, and um, love you girl. You're amazing. I can't believe your testimony. God is so good, isn't he so good? And we so got this. And to all of you that joined, we love you so very much. All of the love from Queensland, paradise, where we live. It's a good place, isn't it? So but we love you so very much. Have the best Thursday. Catch ya. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.